Hello and welcome to the Global Fleet Voices video series produced by Automotive Fleet Magazine. This video series is designed to spotlight key leaders in fleet management. Today, I have the pleasure to interview Lorna McAteer, who is the fleet manager for the National Grid. We shall be discussing the issues Lorna faces with the fleet she manages and how fleet professionals can gain a more in-depth knowledge of the fleet management profession. So Lorna, thank you for joining us. You're very welcome. It's good to be here. Excellent. Perhaps we could start our discussion by providing viewers with an overview of the National Grid's fleet. How many vehicles does it operate, for example, and what are the particular operational issues that you face? Yep, sure. So I've been at National Grid for two years now. So the fleet I looked after is cars, commercial vehicles and plants. So with the cars, I've got roughly 1,600 to 1,700. It just changes depending on um, where the business operation is and where the needs are. So that volume fluctuates slightly. We've got just over 1,000 commercial vehicles, of which 345 of those are 4x4 vehicles. We have about 54 HGVs in our fleet, which are under the air license regulations. And I've got three helicopters. So some of the challenges that we have on nuances are obviously getting the balance right in what vehicles we've got where, how we do the job. Of course, being national grid with both the gas transmission and electricity transmission part of the business at the moment, we're often on sites where there is no other facility. There is nothing around us and we're that only vehicle there. So when I've been looking at my journeys for carbon, it's balancing all of that in when you go through those transitions as well. Yes, I must, I must admit, it must be quite difficult trying to, trying to balance all that, particularly when you have to get to fairly inaccessible places, I would imagine. Absolutely. And it's trying to understand the work that those vehicles do and therefore making sure you've got the right type of vehicle for the right job. OK. Talking of which, uh, Lorna, as you are the national grid, can you explain how far your fleet electrification policy has progressed? And have you experienced any road bumps? Yep, so it's uh, funny you mentioned the word romance. I described it as um, an obstacle course, really. It's not a sprint or a marathon, it's an obstacle course. There are going to be lots of bumps on the way and challenges, and we're just going to have to figure our way out and over each one of those as, as we get there. Um, what we've got, so on the cars, I at the start of lockdown, we had 37 electric vehicles. I've now got 515 pure electric cars on fleet. I've got 686 hybrids and the rest are ICE vehicles. There's currently 1,623 vehicles there on the car side of it alone. And I'm also pleased to say in the last month, two months, none of the orders have been for an ICE vehicle. So there's a couple of things we did in that as we came through. So when I joined the company, I set out a fleet net zero strategy for 2030. Within that, I highlighted some of the legislation and key target areas we needed to do. And then the key principle of it was also just change at normal replacement cycles. I wasn't going out of my way to do anything different. We weren't going to panic about this. We were just going to plan our way through. And that's the same on the commercial vehicle side of it. So I've got 63 commercial electric vans at the moment, which are working perfectly for us. But when it comes to my four by fours, there isn't a solution yet. So Rivian is still retail only and in the US. I don't have anything in the UK and I'm not expecting anything till 2023, 2024. So there's no point panicking about it yet. And it's just now working through the ones that I can do, the ones I can control, and then planning and talking with manufacturers and suppliers 
and disruptors and just trying to understand the marketplace going forward to work out when is the right time to do it. So the mantra I was used to have of right vehicle, right job now has right fuel type at right time. It's a nice little equation. Quite. Um, I've noticed as part of your work as a fleet manager, Lorna, you're also a director of the Association of Fleet Professionals. Perhaps you could tell us what are the benefits of joining this association? So one of the beauties of the Association of Fleet Professionals is exactly what it is. It's made up of fleet professionals. So we're in a world now that is seismically shifting around us and not all of us can know everything all the time. So one of the great things about the AFP is it's an opportunity for people to share ideas. We form committees that people can join in and start to brainstorm topical issues. So curbside charging being one of them. EVs, e-mobility, there's lots of little different committees that people can get involved in that we can then drive from that the guidance that's needed for other fleet managers that either don't have the time, don't have the breadth of it, are doing this as part of an HR job, or just generally want to reach out and go, how did you get over that obstacle that you had and how can you help me? So it's a great place to get tips, advice, and if you're like me, to offer back to the community that's helped you in the industry when you've had troubling times or you want to reach out for a random question again. Anybody done this before? How do we get over it? That sounds uh, really fascinating and, and, and really, really useful for, for fleet professionals. And I, I was reading recently that uh, the AFP has published a white paper on post-pandemic driving. Can you tell us a bit more about it and why the AFP considered it an important issue? Yeah, I can. So, as I said, one of the things we do at the AFP is these guidance documents. It's apart from the full blown training courses we do, it's also the ad hoc stuff. And safety is always paramount to any fleet manager. Well-being is one of those that's cropped in more and more, especially over recent years. And one of the things to acknowledge is COVID had a different impact on a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. And the one thing we can't expect in any organisation is our drivers just to suddenly get back in a vehicle and drive. You know, when we have seasonal changes between summer and winter, we're always looking at mental well-being. We're always reminding drivers that the roads are a bit wet now. They might have a slippy leaf on it or the sun's hot. Take your sunglasses, you know, just bear in mind your visibility. It's no different when it comes to well-being and mental health as well. People have been locked up for a long time in some cases and suddenly they're driving for the first time on roads that have got busy again where they might not have the confidence they haven't been out of a house or they're suddenly used to moving from A to B in a certain time frame. They might have taken to doing different things, you know, that handling it. If you're not driving, you can drink more. So suddenly you're now back at work. You've got to change habits that might have crept in over the COVID period. There's all sorts of things to bear in mind when it comes to safety of driving a vehicle, getting people their confidence back, making sure you're back to practice on your risk assessments and checks that you do with your drivers so that you're not complacent either and it's working together and that's what the guide's all about how to do all of this safely and look after our drivers that sounds really useful Lorna and that can be downloaded from the association's website it can all the guidance documents are on that website in fact um, I've got a copy so I can happily share that with you if you then want to share that out with people that'll be great Look, Lorna, thank you for spending your time with us. It's, it's been a fascinating conversation with some really useful insights, both about your business and uh, the Association of Fleet Professionals. 
Once again, thank you very much for, in, uh, for joining us today, Lorna. You're very welcome. Great to talk to you.